This is Brian Oaks, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Erskine, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. The uh, next weather system is bringing snow across central and western North Dakota and South Dakota this morning with snow falling all the way from Rapid City to Williston, moving east just west of that Bismarck area here as we speak this morning. Winter weather advisories also have been posted for the eastern Dakotas beginning this afternoon. Two to four inches of snow is expected. All eyes are on South America's weather. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has that story. South American crops are drought-stressed. World Weather Incorporated senior agriculture meteorologist Drew Lerner says Argentina continues to suffer from a long-term drought. It is not likely to break from that for a while. Uh, there is a chance for some rain in western and southern parts of Argentina as we go forward through this work week. And so they, those areas will get a little bit of a break. That would include Buenos Aires and areas from La Pampa northward into western Cordoba. But a big part of central and eastern sections of Argentina and areas east into Uruguay and Rio Grande to Seoul, Brazil are not likely to see meaningful precipitation over the next week to 10 days. Lerner says crop stress is inevitable for parts of southern Brazil. Now Rio Grande de Sul picked up on some rain this past weekend and that was beneficial for many of the summer crops there, but it wasn't enough to fully restore the moisture profile and with this 10 days of drying coming up, there's a pretty good chance that uh, parts of Rio Grande Sul and areas westward into Santa Fe, Argentina, will likely experience ongoing dry bias conditions and crop moisture stress will be rising. A little later in the month, we may see relief occur in some of these drier biased areas, but as each day goes by, it becomes a little too late for these crops. Reporting Agriculture's Business. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. The goal to get the farm bill across the finish line before the end of the year is the uh, major goal at the National Farmers Union Convention. North Dakota Farmers Union President Mark Watney says funding will be the biggest hurdle. Everywhere I go, people are talking about we got to make sure the baseline dollars are enough so we can write a program that functions and works. So I think that, you know, that's going to be overcome, uh, but that probably is the challenge. So we believe crop insurance will be held relatively the same. Uh, we think that there might be a dual option for ARC and PLC where you sign up for both or qualify for both, and then we're hoping to get the reference prices more reflective of the cost of pretty crop in. Watney was part of a private session with Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack during the National Farmers Union Convention. New programs were discussed to create additional streams of revenue for farmers. You know, anywhere from biofuels to um, regional processing centers to uh, carbon sequestration, uh, just a number of items that could create income opportunities. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more on the National Farmers Union Convention.
Minnesota Farmers Union Vice President Ann Schwergel is in San Francisco and says discussion priorities include marketplace competition and farmers' role in climate change. We are working here to do kind of the business of the Farmers Union, what is really at our core, which is to debate and discuss our policy for our staff that we lobby for and uh, want to try and get accomplished to help family farmers all across the country. I think this week we're going to talk a lot about competition and and leveling the playing field for farmers of all sizes, as well as, you know, what kind of role we can play in, you know, adapting to and mitigating the effects of climate change. The other other big thing around competition that we're talking about is, you know, making sure that farmers get a fair shake in the marketplace for the work that we do. And Schwergel also had an opportunity to meet with lawmakers and Secretary Vilsack. It's uh, thrilling to be in the audience to when Secretary Vilsack announced the moves that they're making to increase competition in the marketplace for farmers. It was also really thrilling to hear from Speaker Pelosi. You know, we're here in San Francisco in her home district. She took some time to meet with young women farmers, and I I was able to be in that room, too, to meet with members directly and hear about our experiences. And I think that's, you know, part of the strength of Farmers Union is that we have such really great, you know, uh, relationships with folks all throughout, you know, both the administration and our representatives on Capitol Hill. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. South Dakota Farmers Union Policy Committee Chair Hank Wannenberg says the next farm bill remains a top priority among the policy committee at the National Farmers Union Convention. Our policy committee concentrated on specifically on, on a, a couple of our special orders this year. One is, is uh, kind of uh, all, all things related to what um, we'd like to see in the drafting of the new farm bill, so those directives for our lobbyists and congressional leaders um, for things farmers would like to see included in the farm bill or maybe changed. The other special order is National Farmer New- Farmers Union's Fairness for Farmers campaign. And that is just drawing attention to the shrinking amount percentage or amount of a dollar that is going to the producer, the farmer, um, on, on food products, all different types of foods, and, and just drawing attention to that and ways, things that can be done to help um, improve upon that. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell will deliver his semi-annual monetary policy report to Congress today and tomorrow. Ag Resource Company President Dan Bossi says the market will continue to monitor interest rates. Yeah, I mean, uh, inflation is still something that uh, is going to be difficult to put back in their 2% bottle. The Fed has a target of 2% for inflation. Uh, We don't think that'll happen this year as you look at wage pressures and commodity pressures and, you know, even pressures, if you will, on the energy front. It it looks like it's a tough fight. Nonetheless, inflation will come down, but not to the level they're looking for, which means we probably have another two or three rate hikes ahead of us. Then the question would be, will they hit the pause button in 24? Uh, We shall see. But again, I think this is a new world in terms of inflation, and the Fed's really going to struggle in, in terms of getting that inflation rate down to their target. USDA is uh, issued a proposed new regulation restricting product of the USA labels on meat, poultry, and eggs to animals born and raised in the U.S. The proposal would effectively close a loophole that allows products repackaged in the U.S. to be labeled such. 
White House says the increased clarity and transparency will prevent consumer confusion. The North American Meat Institute says the USDA's proposed product of the USDA labeling rules is problematic, however. The Meat Institute says the labeling for meat products will likely result in trade retaliation of Canada and Mexico, which would cost American consumers billions of dollars. The Meat Institute also claims the ruling conflicts with federal law under the Federal Meat Inspection Act and the Tariff Act. The Chinese Ministry of Finance expects its economy to grow by 5% this year. That is the lowest forecast for annual growth in more than 25 years. China projected growth at 5.5% a year ago, but it topped out at 3%. South American market interests have been pricing soybeans in the Chicago futures market. CHS hedging market analyst Steve Wagner says that's not unusual, but it has come, become very apparent. It, it is part of the overall structure, but it never is, is something that is glaringly obvious until there's a, a glitch in the system, until something isn't there. And the something that isn't there right now is the Argentine soybean meal. And, and so if you have it bought from them or you have it sold because of them, you need to cover. And that cover means Chicago. And if the market can't source soybean meal from Argentina, it will need to look elsewhere. Maybe it's Brazil. Maybe it's Brazilian beans that go to Argentina and come out of Argentina, but they come out late. Maybe it's a U.S. soybean meal that gets substituted, but all those things take time and those things drive the front end of the meal market higher until those, those issues can be resolved. Bipartisan group of lawmakers, including Minnesota Representative Michelle Fishbach, have sent a letter to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack about the way Phase 2 of the Emergency Relief Program is being handled. Unlike Phase 1, the letter says the new methodology is complicated and requires the sharing of personal tax records. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Corteva has closed on its acquisitions of Simborg and Stoller. Simborg is a Spain-based microbiological company, and Stoller is, is uh, a USA-based firm that is one of the largest companies in the biologicals industry. Those deals were first announced late last year. New and beginning farmer tax credit has been a priority for the Minnesota Ag, uh, Senate Ag Committee. And... Chair Eric Putman introduced a bill that would provide tax incentives to beginning farmers and those working to transfer farm operations generationally. But something I'm really excited about is the extension of the beginning farmer tax credit. We had a day where we talked a little bit about uh, land access and given the cost of lands now, how, how people can, <clears throat> things we can do to make land affordable for people who want to start farming. And the beginning farmer tax credit is an incredibly popular program. So I'm going to try to put more money into it. Um, and expand it a little bit so that you can start to use it with intergenerational transfers so that you can sell land to people in your family to get them to continue to farm too and get a pretty substantial tax credit. Putnam says it's important to ease the process of transferring farm ownership. So we increase the amount of the credit. Um, we're going to allow intergenerational stuff, 
in the context of that. I'm pretty happy about that. I think it's going to be a good thing. Because one of the things that farmers talk to me a lot about is this generational transfer of wanting to make it easier for their kids to go into farming. Um, that's something that we should be making easier, not making harder. Checking markets before we leave you this morning. We're seeing uh, mostly lower here at this hour. We've been trading mixed throughout the overnight session with corn and soybeans trading both sides. They've fallen under a little bit of pressure here now. Now uh, May corn down a penny and a quarter at 635 and three quarters. December's down one and a quarter at 568 and three quarters. May soybeans are down four and three quarter cents at 1524 and a quarter. November soybeans are down four cents at 1375 and a quarter. May Minneapolis wheat is down seven and a half at eight fifty five and a quarter. July down seven at eight fifty two and a half. Chicago May wheat's down a penny and a half at uh, six ninety three and three quarters. The Kansas City May wheat is a penny and a half higher at seven ninety nine and a quarter. And in Winnipeg, May canola uh, last trading uh, two dollars and seventy cents a metric ton lower at two hundred eighteen dollars ten cents Canadian. Looking toward the farm calendar this morning, Commodity Classic it gets underway in Florida. Uh, actually, tomorrow, travel day today for Don and Whitney. They're on their way down there, so we'll be listening for reports from that. The uh, North Dakota Department of Agriculture's uh, Cattle ID Subcommittee will meet at 3 o'clock this afternoon at the state capitol in Bismarck. Also, NDSU Extension uh, webinar series for junior beef producers. Uh, that uh, gets underway at 6.30 this evening. The next one is on Natural Breeding Service. Again, 6.30 this evening. That's a webinar from NDSU. North Dakota Winter Show starts today in Valley City. Uh, we, uh, we're, we're rather uh, uh, for the weekend as well. Uh, running, actually kicked off last week. Uh, last weekend and runs all the way out through next Sunday, March the 12th. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.